0: Well, hello everyone and welcome back. This is the Rumble Over the Thunder podcast. Great to have you with us with just two weeks remaining in the 2017 season. It was the Rich Summers Memorial 50 and a victorious Kyle Kalmus is with us. We'll be with him in just a second. Hello Andy Monday. How are you? You should be feeling pretty good.
1: I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it was a fun night of racing out here. No rain to deal with for the first time in like a month. So... Uh, I got the whole show in. What time did they get done? 10, 10.30? Yeah, and
0: we had an extra class, extra, yep. two extra heat races and an extra feature, but uh, it wasn't bad. And the, I thought the crowd was amazing this week.
1: It was very good, and that's uh, that's what we needed. We had a couple of rough weeks there with the weather and other things going on to uh, see a big crowd out here for the Rich Summers race, and then uh, hopefully again this week for the, for the season finale.
0: Yeah, there's plenty that we'll be watching out for this week, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Hi, Dan. I see your microphone's away from you, though, in front of our guest, Kyle.
2: Yeah, Uh, it it is. is. (laughs) How are you doing? Uh, Doing okay.
0: Straight from the Geek Squad right here to WIR.
2: Yeah, took me
0: 10 minutes. Nah, he's not going to say. He told us five minutes earlier.
2: Yeah, probably closer to five.
0: Anyway, back to the racing. It was a great super late model race. We had three different leaders in that race, and I don't know, Andy, uh, just... I know you got your own things to worry about, but when I'm out there doing driver introductions and I'm looking at Lowell Bennett sitting on the pole, I'm thinking, man, like, is this <laughs> what's going to happen here? But Pete Vandermolen Jr. was a rocket ship those first couple of laps. He was able to get past Lowell. I mean, Lowell eventually got him, and then Kyle Colmus got both of them. But and what happened to the 30 car this week? He, he was pretty quick at the start yeah, there. Yeah, and uh,
1: we've kind of talked about it on the podcast before that uh, Lowell hasn't been really thrilled with his car for maybe about the first ten laps of a race. Um so he's seen it again there on Thursday, even though um he got the pole, which funny story about that. We ended up uh we're fortunate enough to get fast time on Thursday, so we go to roll the dice. It was your fault and he was on the pole. I give it to my dad, let him roll the dice, he rolls a two and then we look. Really? Did you really put Lowell <laughs> on the front row? He's serious right now, he's so, never rolling that dice. So, Mark again, Allen it? has now given Lowell the nickname of front roll Lowell. Okay, so maybe that'll stick.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, that's not always a great thing in when you're part of the invert, but you know, Lowell's capable of making the dash here and there, but he's been kind of lucky there this past week. Yeah, and like you Did said, he go over and you know, slip your dad some money after that, <laughs> huh? give him a little thank you.
1: <laughs> Funny. But, uh, no, it was good to see Vandermolen jump out. He had a good lead. He probably led, what, 15 laps, you want to say? I think so, Something yeah. close to that. Right and down then... to
0: about the 35, because we didn't do 50, so it was, I remember it was right about at that 35 lap marker where I started thinking, oh, okay, now we're doing normal feature time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he uh, Vandermolen's car kind of went away, kind of faded through. You saw, I uh, once again, we've talked about this on the podcast before, the outside line just took off and went like a rocket. You know yeah. Kyle's up here with me. He started right next to me on the outside of, or were we row five, row six, and uh, probably ten laps into the race, he's already in the top five, top three. So um, the outside sp- outside, uh, especially in the superlates, is where you want to be on the start of a race for sure.
0: Well, let's bring him in, Kyle Colmas. First off, congratulations on your win in the Rich Summers Memorial. Uh, we don't have the access to the records uh, that we probably should. How long does,
3: had it been since your last superlate win? Yeah. Uh, way too long I'm pretty sure it's been over three years but yeah it's it's definitely been a long time coming for us uh, we've come close many times even this year but um, you know it's it's just something that we just couldn't get that monkey off our back and uh, last Thursday We finally got that done Lowell I knew I was I had my work cut out with him I, I had a great car. Thursday, hats off to my dad and crew. But um, you you know yourself, Lowell, he he knows how to fight you on whether he's on the outside lane or the inside lane, it's going to be tough getting by him. And it took enough laps. It was I think we went seven laps door to door, which was a lot of fun now that I look at it. But at the time, it was pretty nail biting.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty intense. You know, me and Kendall were kind of running back in the third and fourth spot. And um, at a couple points there you know Kendall could nose in there where I almost make it three wide on the bottom you know if he would have really pushed the issue obviously he didn't um, but it was very exciting to watch from from our standpoint and how it was going to play out and Kendall's sitting there in third do I go on the high side is Lowell going to get the run Oh, Kyle's back ahead down here do I stay down here he's kind of jumping around seeing which way to go and um, I think it was with maybe six to go five to go you kind of you cleared them, and then once you did, you took off, and I want to say you won by probably six or eight car lengths. You were, oh, yeah, you, you had a pretty good off. advantage
0: there at the end, probably close to a second.
3: Yeah, I think my my fastest lap was on lap 47, but uh, the, the adrenaline was going really good. I knew I had a car a little bit better than Lowell's because I was chasing them down before we got the caution. And um, once I got out, I knew I just had to, you know, hit my marks and everything was going to be good
1: now when he took the outside on that last restart the last double file were you kind of hoping he'd take the inside because I know historically you're a guy like me that would rather be on the outside so what were you kind of going through your head there of having to restart on the bottom and try to get that away because that's tough to do
3: it is tough and obviously I would rather have the outside lane but um I guess I didn't really think of it I kind of knew the cat's kind of out of the bag it seems like 95 nine percent of the time the front row guy always picks the outside now so I was planning on him picking the outside and I knew my car was cutting in really good into the corners so uh you know I just I knew that he was going to drive it in deep and I was just going to do exactly what he did and drive it in deep too and by lap seven you said you probably could have went three wide there because we kept pushing each other deeper, deeper into the corner, and pretty soon we were both washing way up the track. It was a lot of fun. I, w-
0: I was watching you close in on Lowell before those last couple of cautions, and Bobby Ken was kind of closing in on both of you. Were you aware of that, that he was coming too?
3: Yeah, uh, my spotter was letting me know that he was coming, and uh, I would actually kind of take take a little bit of pressure off of Lowell because he was... He was Playing defense when I would get right on his bumper, so I'd I'd back off a little bit on him. So Lowell would start running a little wider on, on the track, and and then it seemed like we'd pull away a little bit, and then once I'd get a little cushion behind me, then we could go back racing each other. But yeah, I knew he was coming, and uh, he he got pretty close, and that's also when it was like when he got on my bumper, and I was giving Lowell a little bit of room. It was like, now it's time to go because he followed me right up to him the next time. Yeah.
1: And like you said, like we said before, you know, he's got that long run car. So Mm -hmm. it was only a matter of time before that thing got wound up and started coming back towards you. Now you've kind of had an interesting season, (laughs) to say the least, Uh, a lot of ups and downs. Um, This is, you know, tell us a little bit about, um, you have two cars. You started out the year kind of with the one you won with Thursday had a little bit of bad luck, went to the other car. Now you got this one back out. So tell us a little bit about what's going on in the shop.
3: Yeah. Well, um, the one I won with last Thursday was, uh, that's a left-hander, a new one that we built two years ago. And, uh, CJ Greaves drove it for a little bit that summer, but I, I didn't even get behind the wheel that year that we put it together. Mike Butts racing them, him and Matt and Chad helped build that. And then, uh, we took it out last year was our, it was our primary car and we struggled with it pretty good. And, uh, finally kind of, we did learn at the end of the season, we had it running pretty good on the short runs, but not so good on the long runs. And, uh, we did a lot of work on it over the winter and kind of put all our eggs into that basket. And, um, then come spring, I think I did seven laps with it. We took it out here on a, Tuesday night or Saturday afternoon it was and uh the throttle stuck on me and hit right up in the three and four there and uh that that wasn't fun I mean it it was brand new we had new custom headers on it and there was a lot of updates that we did to that chassis and you know we had high hopes for that car we knew it was going to be pretty good and uh yeah it was heartbreaking to wreck it like that but Thankfully, um, it, it's been a while since I, I drove the race tech, the silver car, um, but the last few times I did run it, I knew it was a good solid car, and uh, the motor's a little bit tired in it, but it did a great job and was kind of a top five car all year, but it wasn't quite enough to break me through to get a win. So
1: yeah, it was very consistent. You know, like mm-hmm. you said, you spend six months all off season putting all your eggs in the basket into the the one car and then you got to flip around now and okay this happened with this car switch to that one and you guys really had a great season i mean um running the silver car making the dash almost every week you probably only missed it i want to say less than a handful of times yeah i think twice we missed the dash and finishing top five with a car that really wasn't your primary car coming into the season that's that's got to feel pretty good the season you guys had
3: yeah i feel real good about our program i mean They are two different chassis, which probably has a lot to do with why I haven't won a race in three years, because you know how tough it is to figure out one chassis and running a race tech and a left-hander. They're two different animals. I mean, we got support from Joel, we got support from left-hander, but, you know, we still have to do all the crossing the T's and dotting the I's and and do our own little thing, you know, to match what I like and and to get an advantage over the rest of the competition. And, um, I feel good about both cars. The, the race, Texas, a good solid car. And, um, and now finally the left-hander has been running really good. The first time we got it out since the throttle stuck and we destroyed it, uh, was for that Arkham Midwest tour race, which we were running really good, but we we were still working gremlins out of it. And, uh, I felt really terrible. We started the front row of the last chance race for that one, and we were leading it with Travis Sauter right behind us, and then uh, it melted down an electrical wire, something that you can't really test out until you run 30 laps on it. You know, when the car gets hot, and that was the first time it got hot enough and melted that wire down and caused a big wreck, and we felt terrible for that, but uh, we learned a lot that night. And luckily, it wasn't a Thursday night show. You know, we got that stuff all taken care of and then came out here on Thursday and been gaining that. We had a good night the Thursday before and had a great night last Thursday.
0: Yeah, you got to be wishing that this was a little bit longer of a season or that this happened back in, like, June or something. I mean, I was looking down your stat line while you were qualifying uh, this past Thursday, and I looked in, like, the last five weeks. It was six 6th, 5th, 5th, 5th been really consistent in the feature finishes over the last few weeks that's got to be something that's a real shot in the arm for you
3: yeah it is um you know we we're definitely uh it's not bad going in coming out of the season with some momentum you know we're excited about that we got the win that i feel like our team needed going into the next this coming off season and um you know, I, I wish it would have happened sooner and stuff like that, but maybe wrecking the car, you know, did better for us in the long run. I mean, we learned some things when we had to stub it down at Left Hander, talking to Bobby Wilberg and Dan Lensing and all them guys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that helped us in the long run because there's things that we did change from when we wrecked it to when we put it back together. And, um, you know, this is Andy's year. He's. It looks like he's got the championship pretty much wrapped up. As long as he can start the feature, and
0: they're uh, not trying to jinx him, Kyle, are you?
3: No, I'm not knocking on wood for him, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, we're. I don't know. Hope we got one more Thursday, and uh, hopefully we can put on another good show, and come home, you know, without any, without the car wrecked. And uh, I think maybe. As long as it runs good, we'll probably just wrap it in saran wrap and just sit around and wait for 2018. Right, I got
0: a race on Labor Day you can run or at the Dells. Hint, Well We'll talk about that later. Andy's going to run that one at the Dells, by the way. We'll be there. Um, just to kind of go back a little bit through your history, Kyle, I mean, uh, I kind of remember about the time I started here, I think you were probably first or second year in a super late model. That would have been 2008. Uh, I can remember before I came here, you were running the tour and I was working with the tour at the time too. And I looked at your stat line that you but I think I actually wrote a story about you for the website. If I can remember it was, that was like what, 10 years ago. So we're, we're, we're both getting old, but I remember looking at your stat line from that last year that you raced late models and you won the championship. And I want to say it was something to the tune of you won
3: all but one, feature
0: that year does that sound correct to you i think that was like 2006 2007 yeah it
3: was 2006 no i only won like only like four features i think that year it might have been i did win a lot of features but only it wasn't it wasn't all but two that's a little bit he's not
1: dylan wenzel he didn't win nine he only won (laughs) four (laughs) no but we did
3: have a lot of fast times and that, that car was a rocket uh that was the year. That was the year I came back from North Carolina, and we I took the year off to go to school down there, and uh, learned a couple tricks from the good old boys down there. And if not anything, was just hungry from missing a year off, and came back, came out, and we won the first night, and we just never looked back that year. That was a that was a great year
1: i'll share a little uh, a little story were of, you racing against? you couldn't have been you to have been i had, been in I had schools, moved man. up kind of the couple of years before okay that. i thought yep. so um but uh the first time i raced with kyle and we've talked about this story <laughs> previously but go all the way back to 2000 we're down at a fall special at lake geneva and okay. how old are you at the time kyle probably 14 yeah
0: off the record i was 14, 14 12 <laughs> 5 okay how old, now here's a better question how old were you supposed to be <laughs> 16 i thought okay there we go i was 16
3: for probably about three years (laughs) yeah something like that
1: so we're down at lake geneva it's a fall special the sport trucks are are wrapping up their you know traveling series end of the year deal and um kyle's coming to race with us and previously it was always hank your dad you know previous mini champ champion and running the trucks champion there as well i believe and uh kyle's gonna run with us okay this will be kind of neat you know and uh it was a two-day special we raced saturday night and we raced sunday afternoon and saturday night we're running the feature you know kyle's first first time was it your first race
3: it was not my first okay it one was of the... your first races. yeah one of my first races. kyle's
1: out there in the feature he's trying to figure things out and um i don't remember who was all running probably john mitem and robin wusso and the normal guys you know we're coming through and and kyle we're coming up to uh to pass you and we go into turn one and Kyle loses loses control of the truck and he spins out and I just happen to be in the wrong place at the Uh wrong time and I clobbered him with the whole right side of my truck. So not very happy, get towed in the pits. My guys, uh Tom G's crew guys, he was racing sport trucks at the time. We pulled like an all nighter. We took the body off my truck. We had to pull the engine out. We had to straighten roll cage bars. We did all this stuff. We get it ready to go for Sunday. So on about two or three hours of sleep we get out there Sunday for practice. Going into turn one again, in the same corner, in the same exact spot, Kyle spins, and guess who finds him with the same truck? I clobbered into him again in the same exact spot on you know, my truck, and I was so mad.
0: I was going to say, at a point I would feel bad for you, so but you, you might, should have known better. You might have heard
1: some words that at that age you maybe weren't familiar with before coming out of my mouth, but we oh. we still talk about it or laugh about it at the moment looking back on that because you know, that's 17 years ago now, and you know we both kind of came through the ranks the same doing the truck thing moving through the late model class. How many years did you run late models? Was it two or three? Uh,
3: three seasons, yeah. And then
1: moving up through supers. So um, kind of cool to see the progression coming through there.
0: Yeah, and that's that's kind of becoming the stereotypical pro- progression right now to the superlates. Taylor Vandermoss, uh, Jay Carpenter is another guy, Mickey Shally, He skipped the late model portion, but you're sort of seeing that truck, late model, super late model sort of. It's it's That's a good starting place, and we talked with Jordan Fisher about that.
1: Yeah. And Kyle can talk about it too. You know, what, what, it doesn't seem like a lot of stuff would translate from a sport truck to a half mile car, but you know, what is, what did you learn from going from trucks up to the half mile that helped you?
3: Um, a lot of three wide racing, <laughs> <laughs> even though we can't do that on the half mile, but no, uh, that was always a good competitive class. And, um, you know, I' Before Lake Geneva, the first person I made contact was with Andy Monday. He passed me at Norway, Michigan, and uh, pushed me up the track a little bit, hitting the door. Well, so Lake what Geneva was doing? payback. Yeah, he looked in
1: his <laughs> mirror and pulled e brick What were you doing <laughs> in the trucks back in that day? Andy? I mean, geez. Eight wheels turn better than four. He was he
3: was even good at qualifying back then. But he did I seen him qualify here on two wheels. He'd go in the corner. And the whole left side wheels would be off the ground. <laughs> and we
1: got to talk about that later too. Cause I drove the PT last Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I heard about that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> about wheels off the ground? <laughs> no, but yeah, the, the sports trucks were, they're always a good class. Um, you know, we'd go to the Dells and Plover also. And that was like, that was like Daytona for us. You know, we'd just lift a little bit, get back on it and there'd be bump drafting and a do- lot of door to door action. And, uh, you know, you just learn to run a line and you learn to run in a pack with other people. And there's a lot of passing going on. And I think just that's, that's a good step for, you know, learning how to drive to, in traffic and through traffic. And, uh, it's a lot more affordable to learn all that stuff in sport trucks than, uh, just jump into a bigger car with suspension parts and, you know, Want yeah. that up go through that learning curve mm-hmm. out with those
1: yeah it's more about getting the experience of driving and the racing experience and then you have that and racing is racing no matter what you're driving whether it's a go-kart a street stock a dirt car it's still driving a, a vehicle and uh you know chad butts he's a rookie with us this year there's another one All right you know i know mike was frustrated because mike mike uh you know Matt Kenseth, all the years he helped all the super late models, and then they put Chad in the truck to get him started. And it was frustrating for Mike because I don't know anything about these things. How do they work? And he's trying to, <laughs> trying anything, to learn, though, trying right? to figure it out. Nothing from the super late models applies to it. But <laughs> they wanted to get Chad that experience driving, and that helped them make the progression. He ran Supers at Norway, and now he's here on
0: Thursday nights doing great. Ran in top, top five most of the race on Thursday as well. Yeah, and Kyle, we should talk uh, your your roots, or at least your family's roots, run pretty deep in the Wisconsin Sport Truck. I mean, when you take a look at your dad, Hank, and I, some of my earliest memories are of the Mini Champs here at WIR. You know, back in the late '90s, before the Sport Trucks were ever even a thing, and your dad was racing those. And then, of course, you know they became what? What year was that, Andy? Was that maybe '98, '99 that they became the Wisconsin Sport Trucks? Probably something. Yeah, I want to say maybe '97, '98. Sounds right. So, yeah, I mean, Kyle, what do you remember about that? I mean, what are some of your earliest memories here of you and, and Hank?
3: Um, my earliest memories were when they were mini champs and uh, dad had the orange and white 28 and uh, my uncle, Bill Dowell, was uh, the red number one. And my my cousin, his son, Dean Dowell, also raced out here. So we had a lot of family in it, um, Jeff Ludwig he had a lot, he did a lot of engine work for a lot of sport truck guys. That's my uncle. And, um, yeah, um, I pretty much grew up. That was the class I came to watch was the mini champs and then the sport trucks. And, uh, all the rest of the classes were were just a bonus, but, um, a lot of family was involved with that. And, uh, I know my dad, I think he was the club, the first president of the, Wisconsin sport trucks when they first moved over here from 141. And, um, so he was always kind of involved and won a couple championships and was always in the hunt for the championship. But, um, when I first started out, I had, I felt like I had some big shoes to fill because, (laughs) you know, hammering Hank Helmus, he Uh was, he was always the guy that everyone was looking out for. And, uh, and then when I got in there and I'm spinning out, on my own and turn one at Lake Geneva and (laughs) got guys yelling at me and (laughs) future super late model champions yelling at you. Yeah, (laughs) no, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely a, a lot of fun. I mean, had some big shoes to fill, but, uh, after I got my, I got a heat win early and seeing the look on my dad's face was, that was definitely worth it. That was a lot of fun
0: so let me ask you this question when you're kind of sitting out here and you the mini champs and the the sport trucks are sort of your thing your class did you ever have that mindset of you know this is going to be where i'm going to start and eventually i want to get up to the super late models or is that just sort of a bonus you wanted to get in those mini trucks and or in the mini champs of the sport trucks and then you realize hey you know maybe i can do this is that kind of what happened
3: Yeah. I mean, um, my goal was just to someday race sport trucks out here. I mean, that, that, at that age, that was my hope and dream that I could run sport trucks with all these guys. And then, um, it was really my dad that, um, that I guess believed in me the most. And obviously I, I can't afford to go any further than sport trucks, but, um, he was willing to to move up he won the championship his last year my first year i was legally able to run that wir here we ran together and he won the championship and then he was ready to move on he always dreamed of having a, a late model and a super late model out here and uh he he just asked if i wanted to do it and of course i said yes <laughs> <We're> <laughs> right away it, down, and yeah. it, it went beyond my dreams at that point but then uh from then on it was sky's the limit yeah, and you know now here you
0: are, guy that maybe this year we can't talk about contending for a championship, but I think next year if this year is any indication, you got to be one of the guys coming back here that would play a favorite. I mean, obviously we're probably gonna have a defending champion sitting down to our far left hand side here, but he's I'm trying. Here. to Just keep jinxing this thing. Just <laughs> keep doing it. He's got it. No, it's in the bag. You gotta, all you gotta do is show up, man. All you gotta <laughs> do is show up.
1: At least Dan can edit. Some yeah. of this, all right.
0: <laughs> Either that or we're going to be like replaying this thing in two months when there's snow on the ground. And listen, I'm going to be like, oh man, I was such a jerk. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's payback for the Cutler. Let's uh, build them up. Build them
3: up. <laughs> build them up.
0: <laughs> well, Kyle, uh, thanks for coming on and doing this for us, uh, spending part of your Sunday with us. We like to leave the opportunity for all of our guests to kind of mention the people that make it possible for them. I know you talked a lot about your dad. Uh, it's a family affair for you guys, and you got some really great sponsors too.
3: Yeah, I gotta thank all my sponsors. Um,
0: he he's the first guy that did this, by the way. He wrote him down before he came in.
1: You're not supposed to throw him under the bus. This is why no, this I'm on no, radio. No, 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 no! I'm I, not throwing him under I the bus. I'm, I'm
0: <laughs> saying future podcast guests be like Kyle Kalmas. Make sure you are prepared. Good job, Kyle.
3: Well, you know, Matt, I uh <laughs> it's been a while since I was in victory lane, and. um I, I i guess i was out of practice i thought you did ta- fine taking some sponsors I thought you but did um no i mean brew pub pizza um or's pizza they, they've been with me since i started in li- the limited late models or now the late models um they've been with me the, the whole time and uh sign country my brother-in-law travis and all them guys there—they do an excellent job making me look good. Anyway, even if I'm not
1: fast. Those are great people, by the way. They just built a big shop right over by, uh, by mm-hmm. our place, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I know where and that is. Shoot, and, um, Jeff, my neighbor, Jeff Kirsch, works for them, so yeah. I know him real well. He's yeah. actually the one running this fantasy football draft I got to leave for in a little bit. But <laughs> no, your cars always look sharp, and uh, I think your your new car—you call it the Batman car. Yeah. from what i hear
3: we're, we're gonna talk to them guys at sign country we might have to get a batman logo there, there you go. We're, right now we're just murdered out blacks, so <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have time to to really get unleash them guys on on the on all the graphics but they they still look nice captain and america fun. and batman yeah <laughs> the captain america
0: ones very popular with the kids
3: yeah the kids love that one <laughs> but yeah um besides that um Ken Sports is a new one that's been helping us out and competition specialist, uh, Steve, we just switched over to him, um, last year and been very happy with the motors that he's been giving us weld specialty they they help us out in uh Rick's auto glass and Rico's family restaurant, two smaller businesses from my hometown freedom. Um, you know they've been with me a long time too and it's fun having them on the car rick is also a great
1: guy i see him quite a bit at work because i'll travel around to different body shops and he goes everywhere with his truck to these body shops with his dog and his dog yeah, yeah. every dog. place he goes the dog comes with him <laughs> now rick's rick's a fantastic nice guy.
3: companion Yep. <laughs> but other than my dad helping me i gotta thank um my buddy t-bone and um Randy Conrad, my sister, Dana, and her, her daughter, Skylar. They helped me out a lot this year. And, um, also in the past, um, I haven't been able to thank anybody, but, uh, Kevin Voigt and the Eben family, Ron and Claire and Blake, they're, they always helped me. And they were also special guests this year because it's pretty much been, you know, there's some nights we need some extra help and we've been running a pretty light crew, but, um, them guys all come back and help me and keep tabs on me and uh pete birkin has been coming around and helping us out like at the arca race and he's been he always stops by our trailer a couple times and just you know sees what's going on and if we need an extra hand he you know the one night we had an electrical issue and him and randy were right in there and uh swapping out Andy gave me a ignition box and they helped me figure all that out and I'm just really blessed to have all the help from all of them guys and my sponsors because I wouldn't be able to do it without them. Pete
1: Perkins, very knowledgeable guy. He's been around this sport
3: for 40-plus yeah, for sure.
1: years, and we get yep. to see him this Thursday because yep. we'll have the quarter mile light models here. Yeah,
0: I think he's in line for their championship. He too, is. He's so. up front. Thanks so much, yeah. We really appreciate, appreciate it. it. <laughs> Yeah, you can stick so. around while we talk about the other divisions? Sure, I'll listen in. All right, sounds <laughs> good. Well, At, you, feel free to add anything. That yeah, you saw, yeah just I'm just sure you
1: watch in. the Sport Mods.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that was interesting. Are, should we get right to those? <laughs> we can. Let's just go right to the Sport Mods. What did you think, Andy? I thought it was a very entertaining
1: race. Um, I was out here on Tuesday helping out uh, Mickey Shelley and Mike Anthony a little bit, and there was like six or eight of them out here practicing, and it was funny because they – They were trying to run it like it was a dirt track, Mm -hmm. and they were all trying to run different lines like a dirt track, and then it seemed like the ones that were faster drove it like an asphalt
0: track in the end. Yeah, I was watching them during practice when they first came here on, on Thursday, and you could tell which guys actually had a little asphalt experience under the belt, and then you could see the guys I was standing in one and two, taking a few photos, and I would say the majority of them were still sliding sideways, lifting up the, you know, lifting the bodies up. And there were a few guys that got smart. They put some lead on the left front to kind of settle the car down a little bit, um, including the winner, Jeff Steinberg. And I know that he's a guy that's, he's got so much experience in like American asphalt days. and dirt. I yep. mean, the, that when that guy was on the list, we, we saw it on <laughs> Facebook. Like, ah, there's a favorite. There's a favorite. Kind of like you did with Kyle Colmas, by the way. We're going to get back into that in a second. We'll get back into that in a little bit. I, w- I want to touch on that before we're done. More jinxing uh, going on? No, no. I'm okay, just, I am just. I want you to start picking lottery numbers for me. <laughs> that- that's basically what I'm going to get at. But, uh, yeah, I thought the sport mod's wildly entertaining. Maybe next time we might need to put some barrels down or something because they were going into the grass a little bit. But, uh, I mean... They were banging on each other, but straightening things out, still racing very respectfully. I mean, these are guys that don't ever race with spotters, so they're used to being out there. Uh, They did have the receiver in, so there were people telling them, you know, be careful out there, watch out for this, watch out for that. But uh, to have 17 of those guys and gals come out, awesome. Yeah, speaking of the gals, the first heat race, the one and
1: two, you know, it was uh, Jess Ness and and Kelsey Hayes. It was uh, Taylor, Jesse's brother. Oh, it was? Okay, her car. Running up front there. Yeah, and he's been having a really good year at Seymour out there. Mm -hmm. I've seen him win probably three or four features. Jake Carpenter was down in the pits on Tuesday and Thursday, helping them out since his late model has kind of crashed out for the year, helping the
0: Nessas. So maybe he gave him some some asphalt advice for that one. Uh, That that was probably another one of the quicker cars, I thought. He got into a little skirmish at the start of the feature, and he got pushed back pretty far. Uh, Another one I thought was pretty impressive was Wyatt Block, the guy who finished second. Uh, he's a young racer he races out at Shawno, I think mostly I saw him race at one forty one uh during the mts race, but he was actually kind of catching up to Steenbergen. and I think that's a kid that has no asphalt experience whatsoever yeah, and
1: uh they they um they were running some really good lap times too. I don't think they had the transponders and stuff on, but from what I heard, they were in the the high fifteens close mm-hmm. to what the super stocks on in race mode um so they're not just out there driving around they were really going for it and giving it. And I don't remember what number it was. I want to say like 73 or something. It was like a white and purple or white and pink car. We would watch him out of turn four, carry the left front all the way past the start finish line. Every single lap. You're like, did you see that? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, It wasn't very fast for him on the asphalt, but it was very entertaining to watch. That's the
0: problem though, (laughs) is when you tell these dirt guys to come and do this, you sort of don't want to tell them that they should probably leave all four tires on the ground. It's faster on asphalt because you want to see stuff like that. But yeah, the quickest way around is to keep that left front down on the ground. So just a little tech tip. If indeed we see these things in 2018 and by all indications from what we've seen from fans, they want to see them again. Yeah. Hats off to Joe Vertigan for putting that
1: together, getting the people to come out, getting the sponsor money and stuff to do it. And, um, that's, you know, Kyle can attest to this, as far as people coming over by the wall in the pits to watch, I've never seen so many people go over and watch the quarter mile cause it was new. It was something different. Everybody wanted to see it. And I think we'd be blessed to have them back, you know, say for the red, white and blue or
0: something mm-hmm. next year. And not only that, but there were a lot of dirt track t-shirts walking around the grandstands too. So that's, you know, that's another positive to bring some new fans to expose them to what we're doing here on a Thursday night, whether they're people that might straddle the line of asphalt and dirt. There are some dirt people that have probably never been to the asphalt races before until coming here last Thursday. Yeah, and
1: that's what we got to do, and we're going to see it the reverse way now. Um, the uh, fall special mm-hmm. at Oshkosh, they're going to have asphalt late models running on the dirt, and they're going to do a little uh, exhibition preview uh, this Friday night. Uh, my brother Brian, uh, Mike King, and Brazen Bennett are bringing their cars that they run here Thursday nights in the late model division onto the dirt um down there on friday so me and brian were texting earlier i was kind of asking what he was going to change on his car for that and the biggest thing he's worried about is just getting it up in the the air air. he doesn't want to tear the nose off the thing (laughs) for sure
0: that and make sure that you do something to keep the air flowing through there so it doesn't muck up but if you guys are going to go out a little bit later when it's dry or on the track you might not have to worry about that so much but yeah that's a that, that, that's number one. Uh, we saw... Uh, you mean the,
1: the inch-and-a-half ride height no. that we race around with the tie-down and the shocks here? Well, that's can not going to
0: work? You try it. Uh, we saw that at Rockford. <laughs> I went down there a couple of years ago. I, actually, it was last year when they had the dirt on there. They brought the World of Outlaws in, and then they decided to run the late models. Uh, yeah, those guys were going from 2 to 6 for the ride heights and things like that. I believe that. it. So, uh, that was... Really the biggest thing though. What kind of tire are they running? They're just gonna run what they what they have. So there are the the slicks, the seventy mm-hmm. fives? Yep. Oh my. Run what you got. That's that that <laughs> will be entertaining. Kyle, would you ever how, do that? Would how you do, do slicks that?
3: Slicks run on the dirt track. I don't I don't see how that's gonna work out, but I guess they're grooved I'm though, interested for the models, define. aren't they? Do they have the grooved ones? Yeah, I believe so. Oh yes, they the, do they is do it have. the seven fifties or the seventy fives? Seven fifties. Okay,
0: the seventy five the seven fifties have the grooves and the seventy fives are a slick. Uh, that's the tire they ran at Rockford. Uh, okay, it, it, the Big Eight legal tire that's grooved and it was fine. It worked good. Yeah, so, it'll be fun. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, it'll be interesting. Hopefully, it'll the
1: be loser fun. has to clean the other guy's car. I'm told. Okay, and for then they're going, going they're going
0: back <laughs> on the 23rd of September. That sounds right. Say, it's, that, like it's that it's that third weekend of September. Yep. Okay, so that will be uh, that will be vastly entertaining. Kyle, would you ever do that? You um, because I've, I, I'm gonna be. I'll be honest with you. I've had offers from two dirt tracks to bring the Tundra Series
3: in. I would be very interested, but um, the pay I pay think the, <laughs> the payoff would have to be real good, wouldn't it? Yeah, the payoff <laughs> would have to be real good, and um, getting to to tell uh, getting Hank to get on board on that would be, <laughs> that would be another story. Um. <laughs> But I am kind of notorious of sliding around sideways, so um, I I think I'd be okay at it. I'd, I'd like I'd like to try it once, yeah, or well, twice. You never know.
0: Like I guess it's it's gonna take a lot to talk me into bringing Tundra into those two tracks. Love the two guys that own those tracks, but <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm not bringing five cars. You know, I know zero would come no matter what. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I could bring that series to a road course and he'd show up, but i don't know what else <laughs> i don't know who else would show up so um speaking of your brother before he races on the dirt tomorrow damn he was close he was close here on thursday almost got past brett wenzel but uh brett picked up his second of the season
1: yeah it was a really good race um obviously getting strapped into our car and ready to go it was only able to kind of watch what happened from the start finish line basically to the scoreboard um but yeah he uh he got into second and started reeling him in i think he might have caught brett with like five or six to Mm -hmm. go tried him high tried him low the last lap he did a last ditch effort on the outside and then uh couldn't make it stick in three and four so um congrats to wenzel like you said picked up his second win of the year i know brian was really pushing really looking looking to uh try to pick up that win just like anybody else just uh ended up 99,000 short at the line. Yeah, so because he he got a him out,
0: out of four under, he was under him, but yeah, that was a that was a real good race and you know Brett Wenzel took a little heat earlier in the year, you know, he he got into a few mix-ups and and things like that, but he's really kind of I don't know if he's changed the way he's driven or if things have just been clicking better for him. But he's he's been one of the quicker cars, and he's been racing a bit cleaner now as well. He hasn't been getting in the dust-ups that he's been getting in early in, in the year. So, uh, you know, good to see him run up front, and good to see him have some success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And
1: like you said, going into next year, that could be another one of those cars that could sneak into the, the contender mix. Um, our two championship contenders had uh, a tale of two different nights, it mm-hmm. looked like. Um, especially Ber- in the future yeah Bernhagen had fast time which what is that number six of the year for him seven nine nine okay I'm way off yeah um so nine it's okay <laughs> nine for him out of what 12 that's uh yeah. that's pretty impressive but yeah we were watching him Rodewald made it through and, and got up there into the top five and Bernhagen just got stuck I don't know if it was King and Baker, or if it was, you know, there were two cars that I can't remember which two they were, mm-hmm. that they, they were having a good battle side-by-side, side and Jesse just had nowhere to go and couldn't get through, um, so that shook up their standings a little bit. I think Rotowalt's got a five-point cushion going uh, into this week. It's five
0: or seven. Five or seven? Yeah, okay, it's, it's real close. Along those lines. It, it's still close, so it's still going to come down to the feature, and I don't think that Eddie Monster is technically out of the game yet, either. He actually dropped
1: to fourth. Brian, with his finish, moved
0: up to third. So they're both still in the hunt. Yeah, because I know Eddie was only 20, I want to say 25 back of the point lead going into the night. And uh, uh, we got Dan pulling it up. Dan's checking the stats here for us. But I I guess our prediction kind of comes down to it. I thought it might be a little bit closer among the top four. But it looks like it really is going to come down to Rodewald and Bernhag and then, you know, Unless something bad happens to them. What do you got, Dan? What are you seeing, Dan?
2: So the points are Rodewald at uh, 1024. Okay. Jesse at 1018.
0: Okay, so, six. so that's six.
2: Brian's at 997. Meyer offers at 996. And Munster's at 989.
1: So you got a five horse race. You really five got horse got yeah, the yeah. two cars that are out front that. You know, if they do what they've done all year, one of them is going to get it. But mm-hmm. if they're both rookies, we got to remember that. We've been talking about that this Correct. year. So anything can happen, and uh, those other three cars could fit into the mix.
0: We've seen that We've happen seen, before. We have seen that <laughs> happen before, and we don't. No more jinxes. We're not trying to jinx anybody, but you know, we're just kind of we're trying to tell everybody: you're going to have to. I hope that you go get your popcorn before that race, because that's that's the one. That's really going to come down to the last few laps. You know, you're know, you going to be watching the 27 and 28, and good Lord willing, if they're still out there at the end, it's going to come down to those two. But if something happens to one or both, then we're watching the 01, the 32, and the 5. So
1: Yeah, and Kyle knows as good as anybody, too, it's the last night of the year, so even the other guys that aren't in the championship hunt that haven't got a win this year, they're going to be racing hard and looking for that, too. What about um, a guy
0: that's looking to clinch a championship? looking for his first win. do you know kyle qualla did he win he <laughs> looking for a first I one i think he's got like <laughs> six now yeah we could talk about those guys next too yeah but uh you know just kind of sticking with the late models wildly entertaining all season another great race you know in the past we've had some limited late model seasons where things got torn up a bit but we were actually we've actually kind of been gaining cars toward the end of the year here. I mean, we had another I think it was seventeen, eighteen this week. Yeah, it looked really good.
1: They had a good show. A good competitive field. It's not like they're just gaining cars too that are mm-hmm. your back markers. Um guys are coming out here and running well and you see different, you know, one or two cars different
0: in the dash every week. That's good to see as well. Yeah. Uh so then on to the quarter mile, Dylan Wenzel picking up yet another win. Dill the thrill and you know, we can talk about that. We can talk about sealing the championship. I think he did the thing this week that he wanted to do the most. He broke the track record. Yeah. He's been talking about that for a while. He's ran laps in
1: practice that are good enough to break the track record, um, by the transponder times. But when it came down to the two laps, the official times, he's been so close and not got it. So,
0: what was you remember what the time was? was I want that... to say it was like a five o eight something like or that. Or Might have been in the fours even. No, it was a five. I know that because the tr- the record was a five. I want to say one three. And I we're, know Dil- we're real prepared up here. Yeah, today. Dylan we didn't pooled, beat it by much. Hold on to that. That was Greg Hauser's. Oh yeah. So now Greg Hauser, you know, Greg's kind of coming back from that accident, and he's he's trying to get better. Doing five o eight. You're right. Five o eight. Okay. Yeah. Greg's doing some therapy, and Dylan said when we talked to him on the front stretch, Hey, now you got some motivation to come back into this race car. Come get your track. Come get it back. back, Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it looked like Wenzel, uh, might be, um, going to go out and play with the quarter mile late models this week with his car. Oh, is he? So pay attention for that. Okay. That'll be cool. I know he's been kind of talking about coming over to plover and doing some year end stuff as well. Like maybe Jefferson and things like that too. So, Mm uh, keep your eye on that three car. Uh, as far as the rest of the field is concerned, we had, a, I don't know, a little bit of a kind of a weird incident there with Craig Vandewettering and uh, and Evan Sanis. You know, Evan looked like maybe he was a little bit loose coming out of four, and Craig got him and then ended up tapping out. And I asked him, I said, well, why did you tap out? If Because he didn't think it was his fault. Some of us didn't think it was his fault. And he said, well, you know, I wanted to leave one more car up there for Wenzel to pass. He said, he said he would have been in second if I would have, if I would have let Santa's come to the back with me, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent on the call. He said, the reason why I made sure that that 40 car stayed up there, even if I had to go to the back, he said, I wanted, I wanted Wenzel to have to pass another car.
1: (laughs) That's interesting. But yeah, I I ran into Craig Friday at lunch too, and he kind of said the same thing that he didn't know if necessarily that was all his fault, but he took the blame for it and that's what it's called. It's called the gentleman's mm-hmm. agreement for reason. And he was the gentleman about it. Took it, took the hit to go to the back, and uh, ended up coming back. Looks like to a fourth place finish. So yeah. didn't hurt him too bad in the
0: end. And then the Wisconsin sport trucks, kind of turning into the Kyle Quella show lately, picks up another feature win. Uh, I guess I don't want to say uh, un- maybe unfortunate. not the right word, but unfortunately for Kyle, Brett Van Horn is still running well enough to the point where Kyle's not gaining on him too much. Even though Kyle did clean sweep this week, he won, I believe, he did win the Heat, right? Uh, I I think Plutz got fast time. I think Kyle got fast time. We would have to check on that. Yep, you're right. Okay, so... (laughs) <laughs> I'm just gonna shut get. up. No, that's okay. See, now I'm feeling good because my memory used to, my. I thought my memory was starting to slip on it. It used to be so good, and then I told somebody this week. I'm like, it's going to crap. I can't remember anything anymore. So now that I'm kind of pulling these things out of thin air, I feel a little bit better about it. Uh, but I, that's another one that's gonna come down to the last laps. And I think Plutz is probably just a little bit too far back now because I don't think he really had that great of a feature finish on Thursday. But if we see another, yeah, he's
1: about thirty-nine Yeah, if we back, see so another Quella
0: one-two, um, I don't even think that's going to be enough for him to take over Van Horn. So he's going to need a little bit of help too.
1: Yeah, and Kyle's been obviously the fastest truck out here on uh, on Thursdays. He was out here again Tuesday practicing. So th- those guys just—they're not quitting. They're not going to give up. Um, they really want to get it, and obviously Van Horn wants to get it too. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the, um, this might be his last season. Uh, we're going to see him in the Wisconsin Sport Trucks, so he probably wants to go out on a high note as well. So, yeah, like you said, they both, with Plutz in there, them three have been the top three, whether it's qualifying, heat race, feature. Um, so it's going to come down to who uh, who can get through the the field and not run into any bad
0: luck. Yeah, and Kyle, I'm going to turn it back to you. I mean, your dad probably was Jerry Quella in the Sport Trucks and things like that
3: with him too, I would imagine, so. Yep. Yeah, we were both racing when Jerry got into it.
0: Yeah, so a little more ties there. Yeah. Every once in a while, I almost want to say like when you're out on the half mile, and I say Kyle, I almost say Quella, and then when he's down there, I almost say Colmas. So I gotta mentally <laughs> check myself every once in a while. Funny you was, bring that up, because sure. me and me
1: and Kyle were texting on Friday after his big win, and um, we were talking about all the former sport truckers that have moved up to the supers and. You know, with him winning the feature Thursday, and we had fast time, and Taylor Vandermoss won the dash, and that kind of thing. And you know, we should have a throwback, like alumni night. And right away, he wants the O2 because it's already got Kyle above the door. Ah, and it's already set up okay. sideways for him, <laughs> so he's gonna take that one. So we're gonna have a little match race. You gonna take the You pick the thirty-six. before the thirty-six. Three, before yeah, I the okay.
3: I said, that's perfect. I'll take the Kyle <laughs> car. That would be a good <laughs> one. Kyle truck. I think we should
0: do that. Don't we do usually do a powder puff race at the end of the year with the yeah. sport trucks? Yep, they'll have that this so week. So maybe we could have another one after that, the alumni. <laughs> yeah, we better do it after because there
1: might oh, not I was be gonna trucks was gonna for say, the powder yeah. puff race if Yeah, we do it and you guys,
0: you guys better leave a blank check with Kyle <laughs> Quella and with Brett Van Horn just so they can take care of the damages <laughs> after that. Uh, moving along to the four cylinders, uh, Dan Thompson picks up the win big win for him because he and Rick Glazer are in quite the point battle. Uh, Thompson had a bit of an edge going into the night. Uh, didn't qualify so well, so that feature win that, that's good news for Dan Thompson there to kind of pull away from Glazer but Yeah, he won
1: the he won the heat race and the feature on Thursday, so that was uh that was big for him. I, I don't know what happened to his car in qualifying or if he was just sandbagging. So, we'll get a little, give him a little grief on that. But uh, no, something happened in qualifying, and just the way it turned out, he he took uh, took advantage of the starting spot and took off. He still got to do it. Yeah, right. Um, so it was good to see. And um, we had kind of Dan saw a little bit of a wild ride in the four cylinder class. You want to talk about what you saw there?
2: Well, that kind of caught it secondhand. Um, I guess somebody tangled up. I want to say it was within the first few laps. Uh, a couple people tangled up right in the front stretch. Uh, Scott Wolf in the eighteen was trying to move out of the way and got shoved back up and he went over the top of somebody else's car he told me and i just can't remember who it was but uh, i guess at the end of everything he went out into the pits uh somebody threw a two by four by his tie rod he cranked the wheel all the way to the other side to unbend the tie rod came out and finished the race
1: there you go and he came in, he finished on the lead lap, he finished in 11th right behind Terrace Springstrow and ahead of the PT Cruiser.
0: You gotta love the uh, the ingenuity of repairs in the four cylinders. <laughs> Whatever makes it work, right? just go. That's man. Great. It's so easy that way. <laughs> Speaking of the PT Cruiser, Andy, you came out here on Tuesday. I, unfortunately, I wasn't feeling myself that day, but... Uh, Tell me about that. Tell me about the experience. That thing is pretty wild to drive, believe it or
1: not. Um, so I hopped in the PT Cruiser. I probably did six or eight laps. I didn't make a lot. I wanted to do more, but there was a pile of sport mods in line. Mm-hmm. wanted the track time, so I didn't want to be that guy who's out there I uh, been. taking that up. But, <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was a fun time. That thing's got a five-speed in it, and uh, I was running it in second gear, and it's still got the stock tack and, and speedometer and stuff in it So I'd be looking down going into turn one Going 67 miles an hour That thing's turning six grand Like this is this thing's going to blow up This is crazy <laughs> Well after the first couple laps I'm like okay it's front wheel drive car It Doesn't really you know turn into the corner it Doesn't turn the center as good as it should But the harder you drove it The faster it got and the better it turned Because you pulled the left rear tire About six inches off the ground and it would de wedge the car and help turn it, and then you'd get on the gas and go. And um, Rob had some times on me in the pits. He came in, yeah, your best lap was a eighteen twenty five. You would have qualified fourth last week, so they're we pretty good in it. It was pretty fun to drive. Get yeah, on that. That's not terrible. So, so that thing, that thing's fun. So, n- so next week
0: you get to switch with Rob, and he will do a little reverse on your super late model, and yeah, you get to do the flip flop. There you go.
3: Andy's going to bring a PT Cruiser next Thursday to seal up the championship. Yeah, there we go.
0: He's going to bring the, the 523. He'll be out on the half mile. I mean, if we're going to have Wenzel running with the late models, why
3: not? If it can go
1: 66, 67 on the quarter mile, we could get that thing up to 90 on the half mile. Well, you, got,
3: okay. you got three more gears there, Andy, yet, too. Yeah, yeah, you're only in
1: second. That's a good point. And that, the funny thing, too, is that over on the left... Um, when you're sitting in the car, I had a lot of time looking around the cockpit of it because there were so many cars in line to practice. So I was kind of checking it out. There's a yellow button on the left that's labeled NOS, which is entertaining. And then there's also is it entertaining or is it true? It could be. Okay. And then there's also like a, um, it. like a dimmer switch next to that. And it was, it said rich and lean to make the engine run richer, or leaner. Oh, like an F1 so, car. so I asked them after I got done, like, Hey, do you guys play with that? No, that's just to screw with the guys in tech. Like, just what they need out there. It, it, they put right. all this other stuff in there just to screw with Dennis and the guys in tech. None of this stuff hooked up. None of the stuff works. But Poor guys. It's just they're having fun, and
0: it, it's a it's a great time. It's I've good s- to see different things out there like that. I've seen those before in four-cylinder cars where they actually have, like, the little energy drink and then a hose coming out of it, like and you don't know where the hose is going. You tech it, and you look at it, and you go, cute, really nice. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's that's the fourth cylinders, like we said. That's going to be a good point battle, too. You're going to have to watch out for Dan Thompson, making sure that he can take care of his business. And then, finally, Craig Van Wettering picks up the win in the figure eights. Uh, I would imagine he's on his way to another championship there.
1: I think if Dan, if you still have that up, I think they're tied. Are they? I think it's between him and, and Van Roy.
0: I'm always so entertained by watching them race, I always forget that. A I forget that we need a race winner.
1: They are tied.
0: They are tied. So nobody's okay. stopping in the X next
2: week. No, not at not all. Not for championship. Do you think
0: we'll have any extra cars just to A to, for For the Eve, yeah. For the Eve and B to kind of make things interesting. Yeah. So we'll you have know? to get over and watch
1: that for sure. That should be a good run.
0: Yeah, I always forget that we need to keep watching their point battles and their feature races and stuff because I'm always focused right on the X, thinking like, okay, is it gonna happen? Is not gonna happen? Is <laughs> gonna happen? You know. You go all night without wanting to see any cars crash, and the figure eights come out, and they're supposed to kind of make things interesting. But, Just
1: don't hit anybody in the driver's door.
0: Yeah, no, they've been really good about that. You That's know, is for a long, long time here. You know, these guys, they're like a little fraternity of traveling figure eight guys. Now you have Will Robbie, you have Willie, you have Terry Van Roy, you know Kenny Van Wettering, all those guys, and some of them will go to slinger. Some of the slinger guys will come up here, but it's like they're all kind of the same mindset of. We know what we have to do to go out there and be entertaining and not hurt each other, yep. which is it's nice. It's good to see. And by gosh, they are entertaining. And they, they
1: are their own fraternity, and they yeah. have their own bar, like we talked about last yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's very on. true. That's figure eight drivers only. I have to stop in there sometimes. It's pretty neat, neat place. Have to go Rough take a <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. What What are they serving in there? Whatever you want. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go check that out. Uh so that was kind of it for the Rich Summers Memorial. Uh coming up next week, it's the most bittersweet night of action. It's bittersweet because while it's always a fun night, we always get to have a good time with the free beer and the free corn after the races, but then you realize it's the last night. And how the hell did we get here already? It's already summer one fast. Incredible. Yeah, it should be a good night. Uh, Conger
1: Toyota, I see, is mm-hmm. on board with sponsoring with Valley Liquor our fan appreciation final night. Um, so a lot of guys like we talked about earlier are going to be fired up if they haven't got their first win on the year to try to get it before the season ends, and mm-hmm. we should see some good racing. And we're going to have the quarter mile late models here in addition to our normal shows. So and maybe a first night.
0: time a Super League Model Track Champion
1: Jinxing it again. I'm not. Just it <laughs> keep
0: just keep doing it. How a far are you ahead? Driver. Yeah, how far are you ahead? <laughs> what forty two was it? Something like that. Forty two, okay. Nobody's counting though. Well, let's let's do the math here. All things equal, qualifying in heats. If it's forty two points going into the feature, what is that? That's first to thirteenth, fourteenth, something like Actually, that. Actually
1: the most you can gain if there's eighteen cars in a feature is thirty three points. So so there it is. You gotta get that far <laughs> first, man. You gotta qualify. Nope you gotta, we're just going to do our thing. And you can tell
0: I'm the guy that's just like up here (laughs) and I'm I'm the announcer just trying to poke the bear a little bit here, trying to evoke a response out of you.
1: No, in all honesty, um, there was a lot of pressure on our team more so the last few weeks. And even going into Thursday, I started to feel a little bit, um, that we knew we needed to have a, a good clean night last Thursday. And then once we were able to, um, set fast time, it kind of took a lot of the pressure off that we just need to keep the nose on the car, bring it home in one piece, put it in the trailer, and now um, this week, you know, we're going to come out, be focused, have a prepared car, and um, now kind of the pressure's off to just go for it. You know, once, once that green flag flies, you know, hopefully we can just set that aside and just whatever happens, happens to just go for it. You know, no more being conservatively aggressive, as Kyle knows what I mean with that, picking and choosing your battles. You know, we can... We could take the gloves off like McGregor and Mayweather and just go for <laughs> you it.
0: You know where I am going to keep the pressure on you once the season is done. I'm going to keep making you make picks because we should do some. We should do somewhere some picks right now. Yeah, somewhere out of the atmosphere. Marty, was it Marty that posted the picture? Marty, yep. Nussbaum Marty Nussbaum that posted the picture of the trophy, and then Andy comes on and they're all talking about, oh, who's going to win it? And Andy says, you know, I think Kyle Colmas is going to win it and i looked at that and i thought fair kyle's been pretty fast the last couple of weeks and then when kyle did win i actually mentioned it over the pa i said andy monday picked this guy again don't ever get in a don't get in a betting match with andy just don't do it the way he's been cleaning up on the podcasts now he does this there was a big Powerball that you must have missed out on last week. I got too. my
1: tickets from the Darboy Cornerstar.
0: Did you pick your numbers, or did you let someone else pick your I let the computer numbers? pick them. There was your problem. Yep. So there was them. your problem.
1: You should have picked them. What am I going to do with all that money? Seriously.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Sponsor me next year. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Buy more race cars for Dan and I to drive. We'll, be we'll your... do our own PT Cruiser yeah. division. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Man, you could buy. Uh, I don't know. There's some race tracks for sale too. You could go buy your own personal playground.
1: Let's do some predictions before we get off the air. Here, we got to do okay the late model class. We got to do the sport trucks, and we got to do the figures. Are we eights, doing so close?
0: Are we doing features? Or are we doing? We doing the championship? Okay. Whew. Well, I think Dan's got to go first. Yep. So late model
1: class, Dan. Who you taking? Rodeo Wall. And now Bernhagen. we all get
0: to we all get to pick the same person, right? Wait, huh? Do
1: we get to pick the same person? No, we gotta pick different people. This is gonna
0: work out. How, how is this gonna work out, though? I mean, if we're picking the figure eights and there's only two guys left.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. See, I didn't think that far ahead. Yeah. We can pick whoever we want then. All right.
2: See, the late models? Um, I'm gonna go with Bernhagen.
1: He's been strong all year. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, he, he gets that. If he gets fast time again. And he does well in the dash. Uh, He'd just have to finish ahead of uh, ahead of Rodewald, then in the feature. I think he's only six points back. So I mean, you finish one, two for qualifying. You finish a couple spots ahead in the dash. Mm-hmm. You finish ahead of him. You got it,
0: Matt. Okay. I'm going by Dan's logic. I'm going to pick Bernhagen too, but here's why I'm going to pick Jesse Bernhagen. It's that thing you said, Andy, that cautious aggressiveness throughout the season. Uh, As long as I've known Jesse, he's kind of been sort of that guy that doesn't really unleash the beast until it's time to do it. Thursday's the time to do it, right? You're six points back. It's zero or hero. I think you're going to see the best performance out of that 28 car that you've seen all season long, or you're going to see, you know, maybe some bad luck, but hopefully not. Hopefully hopefully it comes down to Roto and Jesse Bernag. And I'm not trying to jinx anybody here, but I think this week, If you're going to see anything out of Jesse Bernhagen, you're going to see that team unleash the beast. They're going to give it everything they have. And that's not to slight Travis Rodewald. I'm sure he's got a few tricks left up his sleeve too. That 27 car was so strong this past Thursday. It's going to be tough to beat. But I think just the way Jesse's been qualifying, he hasn't really translated to the race results just yet except for the one win. I think this is the week that you see that 28 car charging through.
1: I'll make my pick, and I have only one reason for picking it. I'll pick Rodewald, and my reason is because you guys have been wrong all year long. <laughs> so we okay. already know he's going to win it. If you're picking Bernhagen,
0: there's no way it's going to happen. Wow. That's my logic, and I'm sticking with it. Wait, wait till Jesse Bernhagen's down there taking pictures with you, <laughs> the row of champions. I hope he's listening. I hope he remembers. Either that no, it, or Rodewald will be down there standing next to you thinking, thanks, dude. <laughs> you it, do. It's going to be a good battle. We'll see how it turns out
2: you do know there is a third option here
0: and a fourth and a fifth.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to go with
0: Rodewald. I okay. think, uh, the, I think the year that they've had the, the third might obviously, ask the third on thing on Thanksgiving, the third option might have a little chat with you <laughs> and ask you why you didn't get paid <laughs> while you guys are sitting around eating pumpkin pie. No, it would be really cool if Brian could do it. Uh,
1: obviously that's my old car and we, uh, we work together and help each other out and, um, they've been working hard and doing some stuff, but, uh, yeah, I just think those those other two guys have been so strong this year. And, uh, you know, one of them, too, it's just like you saw with the red, white, and blue, and back and forth and back and forth all year. Um, this is what it's going to come down to is
0: those two. Four cylinders, Dan, go.
2: Uh, I think Thompson has a, you know, good
0: fighting chance.
2: Has he won yet this year?
0: He just won this past Thursday. He did? Okay. So what that does is now he's got to start behind the invert. So Big deal. Yeah, in the four-cylinder <laughs> is big deal, but you never know. It gives you a chance to get mixed up in something.
2: From what I've been seeing on Facebook, he's been tagging everybody's back bumper, so <laughs> I'm thinking he could probably pull it off. Okay. Andy, you think he's got it?
1: I think so, too. I think the year he's had, and, and uh, I know his car is going to be well-prepared. I, I can see him getting a job done.
0: I think so, too. I think uh, despite the fact that he does have to start back behind the invert, kind of like you said, Dan, it's not that big of a deal in the four cylinders. Uh, maybe in the super late models. And I think we actually saw that a few years ago when Bennett and Piontek were going for it. No, no, last year. Jay, Casey Johnson. When Casey Johnson and JVO were going for it, and Casey Johnson won the second of last night, had to start in the back, just couldn't make it up to the front far enough to make up the points on JVO, so a little bit different. Maybe that's why Bennett let Kyle pass him on Thursday. You you never know. You (laughs) never know. Never know. Just kidding. We're just kidding. (laughs) Never know. Well, Andy already admitted to letting somebody pass him a couple times this year. So yeah,
1: the night Majewski won because I had him for the podcast for the donuts.
0: So that I never got paid for. By the way, I I I told you before I've got (laughs) something better for you, but I can't give it to you on Thursday until. Probably after qualifying. The Dust has settled, okay. Probably after qualifying. Okay, good. Um I'm gonna, I'm just gonna jump right into the figure eights. I'm never I'm never betting against uh, Craig Van Wettering. I'm going T V R. In, in the figure eights. I don't wanna bet against Terry Van Roy, but just the way Craig Van Wettering's been racing the last few years, it's tough to bet against him.
1: Yeah, he's he's really fast obviously, but uh I'll take the T V R experience. He's probably got at least three championships already in oh, the figure gosh. eights. Oh, Maybe gosh. more. Oh Five, seven? I think he's up to like eight or nine. Okay,
0: I'm yeah. way off then again. Yeah, we would have to ask him to be sure. Multi-time champion, yeah. we'll just say that. Edit that in. Multi-time, <laughs> you know... He's a so, multi-time Sometimes champion. when I'm announcing and I forget things, I either... If I, if I know like Bennett or JVO are out there and I forget whether it's four or five, I just say either multi time or I'll be like past. I was like, I hope no one realizes I'm doing this because I just forgot how many it was. Now we know. Now you know <laughs> announcer secret, kids. If you're out there and you ever pro, want to announce, pro tip. There's there's my tech tip for the week. If you ever forget, just uh, just pull out the multi time or the past.
1: Dan, your pick, figure eight, slam, ban, meme in the middle. We got.
2: Uh, I'm gonna have to go. Vanda Wettering. Just, I mean, he's got. Didn't he run two different cars? He ran the white forty nine one night and won in it. Mm -hmm. So he can win in any car out there, I think, and he's got a very good chance of winning. This week,
0: I think so. Well, I think we're gonna skip this week's tech tip because Andy's got. Gotta do the trucks quick. We do got to do the trucks. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's the last one. Oh,
1: okay. I forgot about the trucks. Um, so, Dan,
0: who are you taking the yep, trucks? Dan, you go first.
2: Um, I'm going to go Quella. Yeah? Yeah. Got to go Quella.
1: makes up the 10-point difference this week and steals it away. Yeah. Oh, he's got the momentum on his side.
0: Exactly. Matt? I can't. I like Kyle Quella. Great guy. But I can't turn my back on someone else that was from De Pere. I got to go Van Horn. That would be great for Brett to wrap it up and end his career. Um, I'm going to go with Koala.
1: He's just been so strong. And like you said before, six feature wins on the year. Clean sweep last Thursday. Them guys are working hard. Um, I think he gets the job done Thursday. Yep.
0: Okay, now we're going to skip the tech tip because Andy has a fantasy football draft. But that doesn't mean that we can't (laughs) let you off the hook without giving us some fantasy tips. So, Andy, give me your top sleepers and the top guy that you're going for today in a draft. Because you can tell us, because this won't be posted until long after the draft is done. So top let, sleepers. Let's hear some, for oh. someone like me that's probably not going to draft until next week, let's hear some good names. There's a lot
1: of good rookie running backs out there this year. Uh, Delvin Cook is a name to remember. Um, he's the starter now in Minnesota since Adrian Peterson has departed. Um, Kareem Hunt now just moved up the charts in Kansas City. He's the running back there um, with Andy Reid's team. Spencer Ware just went out with a knee injury yesterday, um, so they're high on him. Um, rookie receivers, Zay Jones. Who's that guy? But he's uh, he's I'm in Buffalo. Chargers? No. Nope. Oh, he's okay. a Buffalo Bill. They're, is he the
0: reason they traded Sammy Watkins? I think he is, okay.
1: so he's a guy to keep an eye on. Um, but, yeah, there's there's just a lot of good players. I think uh, fantasy football's fun. It's kind of Dungeons & Dragons for jocks, for lack of mm-hmm. a better explanation. Um, Fair. But... Uh, yeah, um, it's fun. I do it with a, a couple guys in our neighborhood, and uh, we give each other crap. So I'm looking forward to uh, doing that. Top picks for the year? Uh, I, there's Antonio Brown? There's kind of three and three, the three-headed monsters on running backs and receivers. So you got Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and Odell Beckham before he hurt his knee. Um, and then on the running back side, it's Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, and Ezekiel Elliott until he got suspended. Yeah, if. Well, so yeah, that's all part of it, too. But the Packers, obviously, are going to have strong. Aaron Rodgers is your top quarterback. Um, Jordy Nelson is one of your top five receivers. Devontae Adams is going to have a good year. He had 14 touchdowns or something last year. Um, and there's another sleeper for you. I don't know if you watched any of the Packer game last night, but Jamal Williams is probably taking that running back job from Ty Montgomery. You sooner, think so? Sooner than later. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. going to be your starting running back. Okay. It's kind of cool to see the number 30 out there running the ball for the Pack. Again, I'm on green. since the mongreen Green days, so. Yeah.
0: Good. Those tips. are my tips. Uh, I noticed. No, I didn't give you any I noticed kickers. no
1: Chargers and no Dolphins. What's up with that? Not very high on either team this year, to be no? honest with you. Mm-hmm. They play each other. What week two? Yeah, I think I owe you two cases of Sun Drop from yeah. the last two times they played. That didn't work out so well. I guess I'll give you Sun Drop and offsetting or each other. I'll give you donuts and you can <laughs> trade me Sun Drop back.
0: But uh, okay, that's good. Personally, I'm more of a fantasy hockey guy. I don't think too many people are of that. Oh, well.
1: Oilers. have your hat on.
0: Always pick a goalie early. Very early. Pick two. Two goalies. Pick two goalies because they run out fast. So you can always start two, and you always need to. So pick two early. But if Connor McDavid's there, like, dude, of course.
1: Who's, like, your top overall pick if you had first pick? Connor overall. McDavid. That's it. Absolutely. Number one. Yeah, yeah. Un- Unprecedented. Yeah,
0: the guy's unreal. And he <laughs> plays for the best team, so I'm down with that. I'm definitely It is your that. homer pick. Yeah. Hey, so every once in a while you get lucky, and a homer <laughs> pick's a great pick. So that that's one of the cases. But uh, just to kind of put the wraps on today's podcast, again, a big thanks to Kyle Colmas for joining us here on this Sunday afternoon. Kyle, uh, good luck. And, uh, you know, it's I think – how long has it been since we've seen a repeat winner? Did Lowell do that once this year? Mm-mm. No, so – Oh, you can make a little more history here. How about that?
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, that would be really great. I mean, I I know last week Andy picked me, but he didn't make it easy because he rolled the dice and I, I hit the <laughs> invert. And it didn't I, matter. I was really upset about it, but my dad said, just pretend you got fast time. I'm like, well, I guess. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you only got to start
1: two more rows back, so yeah. you'll be fine. Right, yeah. it's And you only have 15 less
0: laps
3: yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't know uh that's a far fetch, but um we're gonna have fun the last week and uh maybe i don't know we'll probably sneak over to the 10 trailer and i'm sure they'll p- have plenty of adult beverages celebrating the championship
1: Just drink responsibly knock everybody. on wood yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Uber may come to WIR, so <laughs> we'll find out for you. We'll check the app, and we'll, we'll see what we can do. Uh, but uh, No,
3: but thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, great to, hey, great to have you. Great
0: to have you. Conquer Toyota Lift Valley Liquor, Fan Appreciation Night, 645 start time. All of your favorite divisions wrapping up the championships, plus the quarter-mile late models. If you want more information, Fox River Racing Club on Facebook or the website frrcracing.net. Andy, good luck, and by this time next week, maybe we'll be calling you champ.
1: Sounds good. appreciate it. And maybe this time next week, we'll be at the Slinger Speedway racing the Labor Day 100 down there with our cars. So There you go. Looking forward to Could
0: it. Could be a good time. I'll be preparing for Plover. I'm trying to get Kyle to come. He's thinking. Come one. on, Kyle. Come we on, got Kyle. two cars. Yeah. <laughs> two fast ones. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll catch you next time. Stay out of trouble.